Welcome to Living in the Past. This is February 1995. Uh, happy Valentine's Day and any other notable events that happen in February. Uh, my name is Paul. That is... Disappointment. <laughs> we're, we're back in Disappointment Town. I'm yeah, February, February's the new January. <laughs> I was so excited. Even when I looked ahead at February, I was like, oh, this is good. And then we got here, I was like, oh, what was good about it? <laughs> um, sometimes you get, we, we've talked about it in other episodes too, all other seasons, like... Sometimes when you have a lack of such such good stuff, when you see something, a couple of things that's good, you're like, oh, this is an awesome month. And then you're like, is it real? But I swear when I looked through the playlist you made, I was like, oh, wow, good music. And then I started playing it. I was like, which one was good? <laughs> what was I excited about? <laughs> uh, we will get to that. Before we get to any 90s stuff, we get into what we've been looking at and doing uh, these days. So it's living in the now. All right, so I haven't really watched. I'm deep in '90s stuff now, so it's, it's for me to try and watch anything else is just gonna. I haven't got time for that. I tried watching the. <laughs> I tried watching the Watcher, um, the TV show. Yeah, it was like I can see the premise of it. I don't know whether it's like gonna keep me interested for all these episodes, but it's like I might dip in and out of. Um, my big thing I want to talk about today is like we've talked about it before. Um, obscure um, Instagram pages that I'm following. Um, the last few uh, over the last few weeks, I've I found a, a couple of um, pretty good doozies. Uh, one is called uh, Champagne Video, which is the video store in Seinfeld, um, and they recreate some of the fake movies that they talk about in Seinfeld, and then make video boxes and stuff. For wow! <laughs> like Rochelle, Rochelle, and like recreate the movie or just do a trailer for it. Uh, they've done a couple of trailers, and they've also um, done some like mock-up uh, videos as well, and also um, the, the ones that uh, you know when Kramer's on movie phone. Yes, and they, they, he actually talks about one that's kind of like the River Wild, but it's not the River Wild. They've done okay. that. Um, another one that I really liked is Criminal Simpsons, um, which is basically anything, anytime any crime or anything is talked about or committed in The Simpsons, they've got like a screenshot, and it's pretty pretty good. Okay, um, and also a really weird one called Surreal Seinfeld, which is like they take surrealist paintings and then put Seinfeld characters into them, and it's some of it's just amazing. <laughs> this is what you do with your time when you can't be bothered watching anything. <laughs> I just sometimes it's just like ah, oh, um, oh, that was kind of weird. And then yeah, because I think I I, I obviously look at so much ninety stuff. They just um, they it just comes up as like oh, you might be interested in this. I'm like, you know what, Instagram, you are right. You've got me picked. I, I guess you can't that. just randomly watch YouTube anymore because well, it's just curling. Yeah, <laughs> it's just nineties curling. And, and my life is just horror. Well, yeah, so. and I, yeah, because you're doing the you're uh, see. I usually do. I usually try and do. I think the last couple of years I've done the um, 31 days of horror. But like, I watch enough horror. Yeah. Throughout the year, I can't do 31 days. I and I always, and I've even seen a few pages like go, oh, hey, who's in that mid October slump for their 31 days of horror challenge? I'm like, yeah, everyone, because you realize that it's it's something. It's a sometimes food. I don't know. Um, the only reason Laura gets in a slump is because. She might not have time to watch mm. one, or like two days. Like now, she's three behind. Just watch yeah. three films today to keep up. And there you go. Yeah, like it's it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And um, 
I would do recommend that if you are doing the 31 Days of Horror, if you got Shudder, check out the um, 100 uh, greatest scenes of horror of all time that they're doing at the moment. Because it's going to waste your time though. But that's giving you that gives you some ideas. Because mm. after we watched the last episode, like me and Mal are pretty keen to watch Exorcist Three because I forgot about that bit in the hallway. Or um, I don't know if Shutter has this option where you can filter by runtime. Mm. Anything under ninety minutes. Letterbox does. Oh. Letterbox has got a uh, less a huge list for under ninety minutes, and then you can go by genre too. Smart. Fuck it. Letterbox has just completed my life. It's a lifesaver. I have a, I have a third son now. Letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> You got anything else for living in the now? Um, just don't go see Smile. It's not that good. Uh, yeah, I've heard um, two sides of the coin. There's no middle ground. It's like you hate it or you like it. I don't hate it, but like... Eh. Eh. Any interesting? Did you get an interesting theatre experience again? Or? Uh, no, we were in there on time. Um, no, I just wish that we weren't. No teenagers? No, it's pretty, pretty quiet. There was uh, a lot of chitter-chatter. I just finished editing... Our, our stories from the last of adventures and they're pretty funny so, they can't all be winners people let's get into the events <laughs> Riverdance opened up for the first time just like putting Ireland back another 30 years because <laughs> they probably just got over leprechauns and potatoes and they're like oh everyone will take us seriously now nope but Look, every generation, the elderly needs something to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Um, I was told the other day that they don't like being called elderly. There were older people mm. is the term we're supposed to use. Okay. Older people like things to enjoy. Yeah. Andre Rial. Yep. Riverdance. Michael Crawford. <laughs> um, he must be still going. Yeah. Probably. Michael Bublé now. Yeah, I think Bublé's a little bit too... He got know. a bit cool. Yeah, a bit young. like... <laughs> I saw some young people at this concert I don't want to do that And then like you know, Yeah So that means that like In a few years time Like Taylor Swift could be the That's a long way off <laughs> um, Denver International <laughs> Airport opens um, Oh one thing I wanted to do with Riverdance Sorry Did you know that they made a movie? An animated movie? No Do you, that, do you know when that movie was released? 2021 is when it was released So like Riverdance isn't, uh, you know, it's t- Riverdance is taking its, uh, it's, it's coming back. It's foot off the pedal. Let's put it. Uh, Mr. Pierce Brosnan does a voice in the movie. Wow. Yeah, but it looks like one of those movies that was made in like, like Spain or something, and then they've redubbed it for English. It's it doesn't look good, but it's on it's on Amazon Prime. If you want to give it a go, I do not. Uh, so Denver International Airport opens. Um, have you heard, now? You being like you and your partner being conspiracy and. That sort of we didn't nuts. fly into Denver though. I can't speak of its airport. Um, but have you heard the the there's conspiracy theories about it? Ooh, suck so, it to me. So if you've ever, I mean, I've never left Australia. So like, you know, I'm doing this all from research. But like, it's it's a very weird looking. Re- um, there's a huge horse statue at the front, which is blue with glowing red eyes. Um, they basically okay. got a bunch of artists to to. Um, feature their work in this airport there's a bunch of um really really weird um uh pictures on the like paintings on the wall there's like um one that sort of depicts a like a post-war sort of like there's like people with gas marks on it's it's, it's a very very weird murals and and, and stuff throughout, throughout the airport um and I've just got a few facts here um I've gone for there's a bunch of people that people who do this um but mental floss has got um, 
some of the good ones. So Denver International Airport's runway is actually former swastika. <laughs> if wow. you look at it from if you look at it from the from the sky. Um there is um, connotations that they might be involved in biological warfare. So like the murals on the walls and all that stuff has, has got like really, really weird images of, of, of kids and, and people like seeming, seeming, seemingly in nuclear fallout. Apparently it was um, built by, the, by a secret organization. So there's a, there's a, uh, they put a um, time capsule in there. Um, with a bunch of stuff that they're going to open. Remember time capsules? Yeah, we got so nineties. Yeah, I think some of the ones that we did on my primary school might be near near opening because I'm old. Um, <laughs> this one's going to be opened in 2094. Apparently, a lot of the markings on the time capsule are Freemason ones, which is like not yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's not like I think that's actually not that interesting because like that symbol's like around a lot on um, construction and stuff like that. So I mean, it's. It's kind of in the name, masonry. <laughs> um, um, there's a bunch of mysterious tunnels. It's not just for um, uh, baggage and lots of stuff. But there's a bunch of tunnels under there that people have got no idea what they're used for. Um, I mean, if you watch Us, you'll find Ooh. out what they're used for. So. Bum, 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 oh, bum. man, that movie is awesome. Uh, there's also the thing that it's... Um, it's uh, the Denver International Airport is the headquarters for an underground government. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently there's um, there's bunkers and stuff like there that uh, I mean, again, could be completely. Um, if 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 there was fallout, I'm sure there are bunkers under airports and stuff like that because Whoa. you know yeah, I'll be looking at. I'm looking at the horse's balls. Um, so that horse apparently is cursed um, because the one of the sculptor that um, that was doing it got crushed by a um, piece of falling glass. So they reckon that the, the, the sculpture's cursed. So yeah, um, we'll put some um, images up on um, Instagram, but also do your own research. There's a bunch of weird, weird stuff going on at Denver International. Or people who are making it just wanted to be funky and fun and just go, hey, let's put something weird. And like, uh, people are going to be waiting for air, air, um, uh, planes here, flights. We want, some, we want them to look at something uh, funky on the walls. Um yeah, and just like you don't get a lot from it, but make sure you Google Denver Airport horse penis because <laughs> what did they do? Why is it so veiny? There's um, what's wrong with its butthole? <laughs> um, Gizmodo um, also has a uh, bunch of videos, so if you want to go down a huge rabbit hole, uh, go onto Gizmodo, and there's a bunch of the best videos you can find about Denver International Airport. Uh, so going, moving on, Pamela, Pamela Anderson and Tommy got married. Uh, so yay. Speaking of penises. Yes. Yeah, speaking, speaking of big, thick and veiny horse cocks. Um, uh, I never finished the Pamela, uh, Pamela and Tommy show on Disney. Cause I, I heard bad things. Yeah. I heard that it wasn't like, you know, in the best taste and like, I don't know. I, I, I get it, but I remember that, that being a big thing. Like the video I think will come out in 96, 97 or maybe even later this year. Uh, and that was like a huge thing. It was like the first celebrity sex tape that really sort of gained some traction. Um, in Australia, uh, just quickly, uh, <laughs> we got a lot of trees here, but they were getting cut down a lot. Paul Keating wanted to stop that, and the logger said, nope. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, he basically wanted to cap um, the amount of logging that was happening, and they were like, well, what are you going to do? If we don't use trees, what are we going to do? It's like find other ways and they're like no plastic <laughs> plastic's good for the environment um and Kerry Packer um the the media magnet and and just all around not great person great person to look at 
he basically endorsed uh, John Howard for uh, Prime Minister and said, like, you know, get behind this guy. Uh, so going into the next election, they had basically Channel 7 behind them. <laughs> um, <laughs> some say they still do. Uh, so yeah and again that whole thing we've been talking about throughout this whole thing is like this is the turning point of like just uh, conservatives just being completely transparent about how shitty they are Hmm. Uh, (laughs) um, Ted Danson found out that um, there wasn't life after cheers for a bit because he had to come back as Sam alone on Frasier how happy does that make you though oh man that that episode is pretty good Um, but also uh, yeah I think um I think a lot of the, the anyone on a long running TV show had problems like adapting to new roles after that. Like you were for twelve yeah. seasons, he was Sam, so it's like, and then like, and everyone wants a break from that now. Yeah, they're like, you know, we're not ready for Becca. No. <laughs> and then we've got uh, sadly Richie James Edwards from the Main Street Peaches um, went missing. Um, now there's a lot of. Uh, rumor about like what where he went lots of stuff so um it's it's always you know people would always speculate but let's just go with the facts like that he i mean a lot of people said that he wasn't suicidal so uh, a lot of people are sort of dismissing the fact that he that he might have um uh, taken his own life uh his car was found near like a very popular spot for people to take their own lives like near a um near a bridge um, and it, it, there was evidence that he'd been sleeping in his car. Um, no one could get in cut, t- contact with him, but there's been many sightings over the years and some people that said that maybe he just, you know, fled public life. I don't know. Which, um, not to say that Main Street Preachers weren't doing well, but they weren't they weren't oasis point. They weren't Oasis level or anything like that. They no. weren't huge. Yeah. So, like, yeah, maybe he's escaping some sort of life, but I don't think he was ex- escaping, you know... Mm. They weren't huge stars or anything. Yeah, and like I mean, there's like a, a bunch of stuffs. Like you know, there, there's like there's a few things where you know he left a bunch of stuff to ex girlfriends and friends, lot of stuff. So like it it does it does fit with a lot of um, people in their last days, sort of thing. But like he was declared technically dead, I think, two thousand and eight. But his yeah. family still holds out hope. So <laughs> on this podcast, I mean, we've one of the first things that we both sort of like realized that we consistently liked was the Max Street Creepers preachers. Like they put out consistently good music. Um, we both were quiet. I think, I think our song of the year for 1993 three. Three or two was, um, most emptiness by them. So, and it's, it's still up there. Every, it's, everything gets compared to that song. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Cheers to Richie and, um, whatever he's doing, we hope he's well. Yeah. Been sadly um, been waiting for this moment for since we started this basically knowing yeah. that this was coming. Then there was uh, so two days prior to Richie's car being found, mm. um, Philip Taylor Kramer of Iron Butterfly also goes missing. Yeah, so he was in America, and that's they they reckon that he was murdered. Yeah, well, they, they, a, they found his bones, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah. not till years years later, but he tried calling his family and nine one one. Uh, but yeah, he he also went missing and, and later, unfortunately later found um, his bones were found. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's um, not fun events. No. So, um, if you do need help um, because of murders or you know mental health wise, yeah, feel free to reach out to people. Yeah, seek your out friend, your um your local you know friends or your local um, mental health care center to to get away from sadness. Um, rock set, yeah. the mighty rock set who yes. were on a downward spiral. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> play it not, to... not according to me in the last couple of years. <laughs> not according to the people of Beijing, China. Oh, right. Where they played to a crowd of 12,000. They were the first Western band to be allowed to perform for 10 years. Oh, they got the look. Yeah. <laughs> Is that one of their songs? That's one of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the look. Yeah, it's not Annie Lennox. It's no, I thought that was um, what's his face with the uh, with all the ladies behind him as he sings. Robert Palmer. Yeah. No. <laughs> Same thing. Jesus Christ, we're bad at this. <laughs> what even is that song? Oh fuck! What was that? Oh, um, simply irresistible. Yeah, same thing. What was that song that I was like obsessed with a couple of years ago? And obviously not a couple of seasons ago. Sorry, sorry, I got your plans out now. The bad rock set song, <laughs> fading like a flower. <laughs> yes. Keep going. This is this is what got Beijing hooked. Yeah, I can understand. Two years later, they heard this and went, Ooh, "Oh, bring this to town." What if they got surprised by that? Oh. Obviously spoke to a nation. Roxette, who said, should we modernize our album covers to look like the 90s? No. (laughs) What are the 90s? (laughs) If not just late, late 80s. Uh, So that's that's your Roxette news. That was my Roxette news. You're welcome. Cool. We won't be doing that, making that a segment. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go on to sport. What a legend. What a champion. It's been a marvelous game here. Back of the net. How good is it? <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, All right. Um, there's a bit of garbage to get through here. Let's start off with the with the in, a, in the strawberry fields. Daryl, Daryl. Ah, without new <laughs> without new uh, intro to that. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you, Barton, th- Lisa. Thank you. So our good friend Daryl Strawberry was suspended on February sixth. For 60 days after he tested positive for cocaine. Some of these baseball players, it might be easier to go when they weren't suspended. <laughs> like, yeah. He was taken off suspension and allowed to play for 30 days until he worked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the Giants, who he was playing for at the time, yeah. knew about his issues oh. and had a clause in his contract. So they could terminate it if uh, he was doing <laughs> the naughties. And they Darryl. did. They released him. But it's not the end of Daryl. Don't worry. I would expect that baseball would be a whole lot better when they're all on cocaine. Can you imagine? I don't know. Like I, I don't feel like it's. I remember when I went and watched baseball with you one day in like a local league. Cocaine and we're like, something because it's like, yeah, it's a long, it's a long game. It can be pretty dull, yeah. but sometimes it can be pretty fun. Yeah, you yeah but, you're but like you just imagine like all the stuff that they put on. It's like you have to do that because if you're just watching baseball, it's like far out. Yeah, so we'll hear more from Daryl in the future. Um, staying in America, I've got a bunch of basketball stuff I want to quickly mention because I feel like I should. The All-Star game happened. Um, two sides of the country played against each other. Uh, the Sonics went eight and five in February. Ooh. Not a bad time. The big news, mm. Mr. Drexler was traded to the Rockets. Saw that, yeah. This is, this is that's that's big stuff because the Rockets had just won the championship. Yep, because we're in the non-Jordan years. 
Um, <laughs> Give someone else a chance. <laughs> and Clyde was not winning anything with Portland. No. They were not going well. Um, so he cashed in, went to the Rockets, see if he could back it up and win one with his mate, Elijah Wan. And he... Maybe did, maybe didn't. We'll okay. find out. We'll find out. Okay. Um, Leeds didn't lose the game. Remember the Atlantic Hawks? Are the Atlantic Hawks still a team? Yeah. Everyone's still a team except the Bullets and the Grizzlies. Okay. And the Sonics will be back soon. Dominique. Wilkins? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You good? <laughs> Just removed my baseball cards from long ago. <laughs> baseball, basketball cards. <laughs> baseball cards. <laughs> Why has he got a bat? <laughs> That's the smaller ball sport. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get into the better stuff. Remember when we had the Benson and Hedges uh, tennis tournament? <laughs> yeah. Now we're in London with the snooker tournament. Ah. Because uh, we don't get enough snooker here. Um, your th- your secret, or not so secret, um, love of snooker. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I think just because, I don't know, you didn't have to be talented. Do you see some snooker action in Billy, Ad- Billy Madison? You do? Well, you, you see Paul on a snooker table. It was too, yeah. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, Nation of British people played against each other. Um, Englishman won uh, snooker. <laughs> For the widest tournament you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and no one can see anything because it's just smoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go down to Curling Town. Uh, yeah, boy. Uh, we'll kick off with the Canadian Junior Curling Championships. Mm-hmm. A lot of Canadian curling so far this year. Junior. Um <laughs> So, uh, there's a lot of games. And then we went into a little final series. Manitoba beat New Brunswick. Ooh. We're not done with curling, though. Okay, cool. I was, I was starting off small. Sorry, I was starting off junior. Junior. <laughs> and then we had, uh, I think we've been here before, the Scott Tournament of Hearts. Oh, yeah. This is a Canadian's Women National Curling Championship. It's always All covered of... by the same woman, too. There's, there's one woman that's like, I should take, take a note of her name. But if you, I was recently retooling our sports segment, and I went through a bunch of different videos for curling in the nineties, and I was this one lady, um, who she always pitches back to the guys, and you can always see the guys like, okay, now lady time's over, it's down to, back to the back to the boys here, uh-huh. um, but she's still doing a show to this day, and she wow. looks fairly much pretty much the same. I'm like, this is like a vampire lady. It's like the <laughs> the cold has just like cocooned her in her like nineties. She's still got nineties hair. <laughs> Like an X-Files episode. Oh, my God. Get caught up into Canada. And it's like, I don't know, Scully. She hasn't aged for like the last, the last 30 years. The opposite of salt in her water. Mulder. <laughs> it's the rocks. <laughs> Wrong show. All right. Um, again, uh, a bunch of territories. Territories? Provinces? Territories, states. provinces. Territories, yeah. provinces. Same thing. Um, Saskatchewan. Correct. Was yeah. one. Uh, I'm not going to make either of us list them out again. The same as usual. Manitoba. <laughs> Manitoba topped the table, <laughs> just like they did in the juniors. Yep. And Team Canada, which I still don't know what that is. <laughs> like, is that the best of the best? Is it people that weren't good enough for other teams? Well, it's not. They must have been good because they finished second in the table. Yeah. Um, and they made it to the semifinal, where they were thrown out by Alberta. Ooh. And then again, Manitoba... Bring some of the goods. I always used to like um, Manitoba had a, I think a baseball team called the Manitoba. No, the hockey team, Manitoba Moose. 
Nice. Oh, man. Then what was Moose Jaw's team called? Uh, Moose Jaw Mice. The Manitobans. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Um, and that is the end of uh, Curling Town. Oh, nice. Let's go on to film. Now, I got through way more of these than I thought I was going to. <laughs> I thought I was not going to get um, get through uh, the bulk of them, but we have Boys on the Side, In the Mouth of Madness, A Secret of Rananish, Billy Madison, Quick and the Dead, Shallow Grave, Brady Bunch Movie, Heavyweights, Just Cause, and Citizen X. Now, I saw a big bulk of these. Uh, which ones do you get through? I only did Billy Madison, Quick and the Dead, and Citizen X. I didn't have Citizen plans X. for more. Yeah. I had a choice last night... Um, Boys on the side, heavyweights, or Citizen X. Yeah, and I knew that you hadn't or wouldn't watch Citizen X. I was, it was on my. I was going to try, but um, I was like, I, I heard it's pretty bleak. So it's so Citizen X. If you don't know, if you don't know about it, it's like it was actually a HBO movie. You can watch it on binge. Um, it was about um Andre Chikatilo. Yes. Yeah, but the um the I don't know if they aired it in episode form because it kind of. Feels like it. It's only like an hour and forty, though, isn't it? It's definitely too long. Um, but yeah, it's about the serial killer in Russia who um, who ate his victims. Like, um, but it was like during a time where like a lot of like poverty and and starvation was rough and stuff. So, um, was it decent? No. Was it gory? Not really. For um, a, for a movie about, I, I remember someone saying like for a movie about Chikatilo, it, it was like surprisingly not that gory but I suppose it, it was like a bad X-Files episode okay like it was a it was very dull like it seemed very slow paced like the years would tick by nothing was ever which I guess is the whole point of it like they weren't catching this guy he was going on and on um, apparently the main detective on it was I think he was working in the morgue to start with right and he was like oh I think this is a serial killer and everyone was like no we do not have serial killers in Russia <laughs> Um, diplomatic Immunities in it Awesome Oh cool <laughs> Donald Sutherland Oh of course trying is, to be yeah. Russian <laughs> Yeah uh, Is he a, just Russian But he's just Canadian A little Pretty much yeah. yeah It's a good little cast though um, yeah. But no one really says Or does a lot It's just It's very dry um, I just Felt bored It Like it's a gross story But it never felt that Gross Yeah You just don't get A lot of Feel, I don't know. It just seemed to be a lot of people sitting around going, there's a bad guy killing people. Oh, we found a body. Oh, this is him walking into the woods. Oh, he stabbed someone. Oh, now they're <laughs> back here. Oh, he can't have sex. It's just, I don't know. It, yeah. I'm glad I watched it, so now I know. But I would not really recommend it. Okay. Well, let's just, um, I'll just quickly uh, gloss over Heavyweights. Um, I watched that for another podcast like a couple of years ago. Um, it's all right. It's about Fat Camp. Um, has got the vibes of that other camp movie we watched last. Camp Nowhere. Yeah. Um, this one's got Ben Stiller in it as like a fitness guru. I think like very close to his uh, character in Dodgeball. Oh, uh, okay. Like, in fact, it's his character from Dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's got Ken Thompson. I think it's, it, I think Ken Thompson's like one of his yeah. um, first movies. Um, it's all right. I mean, it's, it's, it does. After, I, my, I will after say, Mighty Ducks, of course. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I will, I will put out that like um, it could have been like really like lowball uh, making fun of fat kids, and it's not. 
Um, like well, it, there's, a, there's a fair amount of it, but it's not. I mean, as the basic. title is. Yeah. But, um, but it's, it's definitely got that sort of. Um, they got another camp on the other side of the um, lake that they're sort of um, in um, competition with and lots of stuff. So um, it's on Disney. Give it a go. It's a nice Sunday afternoon watch. Uh, I did not watch. Oh, I just want to talk about Just Cause just before. I'm going to ask you about Quick and the Dead, but I watched Just Cause, which has got Sean Connery and Lawrence Fishburne in his like 10 millionth movie for this year already. Uh, Sean Connery <laughs> plays a guy that specializes. He was he was a uh, he, he worked he's a lawyer. Um, he, he worked for the district attorneys, but he's he's very opposed to the death penalty. And like he gets contacted by this guy who's on death row in this Florida town for, ki- for killing a um, 12-year-old girl. Ooh. And you know what? It's actually not that... Like, it's it's got a couple of twists and turns. Me and Mal watched it together. Like, we didn't see it coming. Like, one of the big twists. Um, it's not a great movie by any means, but it's, it's not... Where, it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. You just assume it's going to be one of those um, uh, dramas like about a... Um, Does it turn a- out Sean Connery was a killer? No. Okay. Um, but uh, his wife in the movie is um, uh, Willie from Temple of Doom. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a movie for ages. I'm like, yeah. What's uh, Bonnie Bedelia doing right now? <laughs> she should have been in this. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I kind of want to tell you the twist, but like I don't... Yeah, it's, 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 got, it's kind of very convoluted. But yeah, you know what? If you get a chance... I mean, you've said there's a twist, so the film's already ruined. Uh, look... You might as well. Again, another good Sunday afternoon watch. If you want to, it's, it's it's like an hour and forty hour of your time. Um, get some just cause in you. <laughs> Not to be confused with a video game. No, don't get that in you. I've tried playing that a few times. It's annoying. Um, <laughs> Quick and the Dead. I did not like this movie, so I didn't watch it again. I watched it recently. Uh, I watched it a couple of years ago, and I was not. A f- I, I, I think it's a western thing. It sure is a western. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I just don't like westerns. Did Sam Raimi help you at all? See, I'm not the hugest Raimi fan. Yeah. Like, I don't. I'm not a big Evil Dead fan. I think I've been on. Yeah, there it's before. not very good. Um, oh, this is fun. So yeah, there's I'm no one not... here to stuff us pooing on either of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> um, I um, didn't. I didn't hate it though. I'm not saying that it was bad. Um, it's very much of its time. Of like, Laura and I were baffled as to how and why he was directing this film. But I think that happens a bit in Hollywood where it's like, oh, there's this hot new director that kind of is cool. Let's get them to do something that's big time and see what yeah. happens. And he's like, I'm going to use all my money on these weird camera angles and zooms and twists <sighs> and that double focus thing they do that drives yeah. me nuts. It was a style at the time. But it's, <laughs> no, it's just him. <laughs> it was happening so much where the foreground, background thing, when everyone's in focus, I hate it. Um, I mean, it wasn't bad then, like, Russell Crowe just is Australian every now and then. So, you know, he went all right. <laughs> so this is coming off. So he'd just done Darkman, then Army of Darkness. Then they gave him Quick of the Dead. Yeah, it makes no sense. Army so 95. Uh, we don't hear again from Mr. Raimi until 1998. Which is strange because I feel like this would have done quite well. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, like, And oh, his next film's really good. Um, uh, yeah, look, I just, I just don't care for it. I and it's got it's got all the you got Sharon Stone you got Gene Hackman maybe do like oh Gene Hackman's like playing his cowboy card too hard so it's like well, he's, he just was, un, he's just un, unforgiven you're never gonna be as good bad, as that wasn't he in Bad Girls last year probably he was no in he a, wasn't in Bad Girls he was in a western I watched last year and he kept saying who was 
I'm pretty sure he's in Bad Girls. <laughs> I'm pretty, no, that's, that's Unforgiven. Did I watch Unforgiven? Yes. Oh, okay. I guess it's Unforgiven. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same. This is Westerns. <laughs> um, he did... Yeah, Unforgiven. And then he did... Oh, Wired Up. He was in? I didn't watch that one. You know, you know the, the best thing about this film? Yeah. What? Bruce Campbell's scene was deleted. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like a, a lot of people got, got some love for Bruce Campbell. Like you know, you, you know the guy that I don't like. Uh, everyone seems to like is that dude from um, uh, Serenity, um, Nathan oh. Fillion. Oh yeah. I don't know. Like he he cropped up in my Modern Family the other day. I'm like, I don't think I like you. I think just because he's nice. No, I think it's because I think. I think he's done enough Comic Cons to get like the inflated sense of self that when he does a, a cameo these days, like he's like, he's got the air of like, hey folks, it's me, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I'm a bit funny and a bit sort of uh, creepy, but that's yeah. just his thing now. And Castle's Castle's fucking. I don't I don't see how Castle lasted tw- seven seasons. I never watched it. Fucking Castle. Anyway, LaFours. Hate Castle. LaFours <laughs> is oh, in Quick in the Dead. <laughs> He's getting around in the 90s. Oh, man. I did not know he was in anything other than Mulrats. <laughs> that was exciting. And beating down Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah. Um, the bad cop guy from uh, Batman Begins. Bad cop guy from Batman Begins. I, oh, the uh, the guy gets... Um, it was the big bushy hair. Hung upside be- down. Yeah. The big bushy beard. Yeah, that guy's in it. <laughs> um, old Man Marley from Home Alone is in there. He is, yes. <laughs> uh, he's really good, too. Ah. Um... Mostly, See, give me some lines. I do some, do some good stuff. Mostly Leo. Mm. Oh, he's, I know, like we don't want to. I don't want to love him, but he's he's so good. He's the pompous little kid, and when he when he dies and things, like he he's really good at sadness. <laughs> like he gets you. He gets you real good. And mm. then Gene Hackman ruins it. He comes up as um, Mr. Tenenbaum, <laughs> and he goes, "He's never proven to be my son." <laughs> <laughs> You've just shot him, and like. Oh, no, he was, he's not actually my son. Oh, it's no, fine. It's it, it wasn't proven. There's gross. no DNA test. <laughs> I slept with many women. Yeah. Um, there is another highlight in this, and I'm going to try and get it on Instagram because I never noticed it, and it is the greatest cinematic scene of this year <laughs> where Sharon Stone tries to protect this little girl who's about to sleep with this gross guy, Yeah. and he goes, I'm going to shoot you up real good. And then he walks towards her and goes, pew. Pew, pew. Mm. Oh god! I don't know why. Gross! It's a, like I didn't know people in the West thought the guns went pew pew. It's you know uh, you know like when it ricochets off something it makes that sound pew pew. Yeah, it's oh, I don't know. It's great. Or um, maybe they're doing the thing where like <laughs> you're gonna overdub this. I'm actually this is actually supposed to be shooting a gun. <laughs> Just forgot. Maybe forgot. They're like, all right, you're in movie jail for three years. <laughs> uh, I watched Shelley Grave, which is a really, uh, really good. Um, oh. Shelley Grave is a uh, Ewan McGregor and oh. um, uh, the first Doctor Who, or the, the rebound of Doctor Who. Um, can't remember his name. Um, which, which Matt Smith? No, David um, Tennant. No, <laughs> the other one, <laughs> the Scottish one, David Tennant. Stop saying David Tennant over and over again. No, it is uh, Christopher Eccleston. 
I don't know who Tad is. Um, so um, it's done by uh, Danny Boyle, who will give us like uh, train spotting oh. um, a couple of years time. Um, it's a really okay. So you're introduced to these three people um, of advertising a flat in Edinburgh. Um, also, if you're gonna have a uh, film located uh, situated in Edinburgh with all Scottish actors and don't give you fucking subtitles on your DVD. You got some problems. <laughs> Edinburgh's an easy accent, though. Mm. It's pretty. Soft. Once I mean, I think because I grew up with Scottish accents for my family, I was fine. But like, I can imagine some people just like going, "I can't understand what they're saying." <laughs> uh, it's uh, Ewan Gregor's first film. So you're interested to these three people. There's two, two guys and girl. They um, are getting people to, to rent out a room in their flat, and they're the worst. They're like they're totally unlikable people. And like, this is the start of that whole thing of like. In the 90s, and going into the 2000s, but mostly in the 90s, you get these, like, intellectuals, um, 20-somethings, kind of yeah. like the Ethan Hawke thing from... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and back in the day, like we said with um, uh, Before Sunrise, back in the day, I probably would have, you know, when you're a bit of a dick, you're like, oh, no, nah, I, 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 I can be these people. Back when you're one of those people. Yeah, back when you're one like of those people. people, yeah. So, but, like, now, like, you know, 20 years on, you're like... Oh, I, I hope I wasn't one of those people. Yep. Um, so all they do is like they're, they're advertising for this flat, and the first, the, the, you're just showing all these people going through, and they're just being horrible to them. Um, but one guy rocks up, and he basically like they say like, "Look, you're fine. Um, you can have the room." Um, he's a bit mysterious. Um, basically, what you find out is that he uh, robs people with a couple other guys. Oh. Got a bunch. Got a bunch of money. Um, he's got a bunch of money in a suitcase in his room. Then one day uh, they hadn't, they hadn't seen him for a couple of days and they break into his room and he's dead. Oh. And they find the suitcase full of money Ooh. and they choose to keep it. Good choice. And then it goes into that sort of like Hitchcock sort of thing of like, uh, you know, it's it's very much like, oh, who's going to break first? Who's going to like, um, um, is anyone going to snitch? Is the cops going to find out? Are they going to start spending it sort of thing? Um, Ewan McGregor come, goes like sort of full circle from like a deplorable sort of human being to like, you know, you're kind of rooting for him at some point. Um, Classic Chris, 90s leading man. Christopher, uh, Christopher Eccleston sort of gets, starts to go insane because he's, what they do also is that they, um, they, cut him, they cut up the body and bury him out in the woods oh. and it's actually quite graphic. And then two guys come to find, the, 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 so like through a series of events, the, the, his two uh, other guys in the gang um, find them and then they kill them, and they have to find they have to hide their bodies, and then it sort of just cascades from there. And I won't I won't sort of give you tell you the the, the ending because it's actually a really decent. Like uh, I was watching it in the morning. This is one of the ones I was watching as I was um, eating breakfast. So like I did it over <laughs> over a couple of mornings, and I was like I was nearly late for work because I was like I can't not know what happens in this movie because it was really really well done. That for the last twenty minutes of this movie is is, is excellent. So, Shallow Grave, uh, directed by Danny Boyle. If you ever get a chance, um, definitely worth trying. It's really hard to find, unfortunately. Did he write it as well? Do you know? No, he didn't write it. He just directed it. Um, uh, I also watched uh, Boys on the Side. I watched that last night. I wanted to watch that one. It's good. Oh, Uh, man. It was very much good to watch after watching something like Shallow Grave because you basically got these three women who are just having a friendship. Um, One um, is, you find out Mary Louise Parker, she has AIDS. Uh, So... um, uh, and then Whoopi Goldberg, she uh, she's a lesbian who just leaves her partner, and they, then they go basically on a, on a field trip. Oh, it's not a field trip, a road trip across America. They're going to San Diego from New York to San Diego, and on the, on the along the way, they pick up uh, Whoopi Goldberg's friend 
played by Drew Barrymore, who's in an abusive relationship. Um, and she's also pregnant. This doesn't um, sound very fun. Uh, and they also, uh, they un- unwittingly murder her um, abusive boyfriend. Like they, they, they chain him to it. They tie him to a chair after they've hit him over the head, but didn't realize that like, like he, he was awake when they, when he, he's awake when they leave him, but then something must happen and he, and he, he dies. Um, well, I mean, if you leave someone tied to a chair, they with a gaping wound in the head, yeah, it's gonna. Die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really good. Like, um, there's a really, really good. And look, I apologize for the like. If you don't like this word, uh, it's it's the c word. Um, but I'm gonna talk about it in a sec. Mary Louise Parker in this movie is very uptight. Um, mm-hmm. she and you find out, and she she unravels over the movie, and like you find out, she's got a lot of um, childhood trauma and stuff like that. Her brother died when she was very young, um, and there's like lots of stuff going on with her. But she's also very um, sheltered, I think. And Whoopi Goldberg's talking to her and she's like, they're talking about what's the name there, vagina. And he's, yep. she's like, oh, I don't want to say vagina because that's too, like, you know, sounds too scientific. She's like, and I hate the word pussy. So Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg tries to get her to say the word cunt. And they oh. do it. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming this is what gives it the MA rating because they say it around about 15 times within <laughs> like, uh, and then like, she then she runs outside and Mary Louise Parker's like, cunt! <laughs> and it's amazing and I might even put up on the Instagram um, but this is my kind of whoopee alright this is the whoopee I like okay the whoopee I like is when she's not being the comic foil and like I this is she's very much just like regular person who's like Whoopi Goldberg's acting is amazing like she's she can be so caring but also can she, she can be quite cutting in her remarks and stuff like that and she's, she's at the start of this movie she's not very likable but I think she was the best in this movie and she was... This is the sort of stuff I liked. I don't like Jumping Jack Flash and like all that sort of, sort of like over-the-top whoopee. This one... Like a, mid, a mid-level whoopee. <laughs> I haven't seen Jumping Jack Flash. Yeah, you know, it's just like... Uh, wait, any, any of those ones... Like I mean, Sister Act. Too much. Yeah, she's even, she's even turned it toned down a bit from yeah. Super Sister Act. She's not... Although the first thing you do is see her singing. She's singing in this movie. Yeah. But like, okay. she's not... Think of those times in in Sister Act where she's sort of not sort of trying to say a joke every like ten minutes. Yeah. That's the whoopee you get for the entire movie, and I, I kind of like it. So definitely one to check out if you get a chance. Um, I, re- I watched In the Mouth of Madness. It's weird. I wanted to like it more than what it was. It was John Carpenter, but it's just ridiculous. I will put up on the Instagram though. I will put up uh, a montage of. Um, Samuel screaming because he does it a lot and there's one, nice. one bit in particular where I'm just like you were in Justice Jurassic Park you didn't have to do this but, <laughs> you, but you did and I love you for it um, which leaves two movies that we're going to talk about one is the Brady Bunch movie which I found way funnier than what I should have found it. <laughs> is that partly thanks to all your modern family viewing Lately. No, it's just, it's a weird movie. It is a movie where there is a family in 90s LA that are living as if they're in the 1970s. And they never, oh, they don't do anything about it. It's, it's literally like they're the Brady Bunch living in modern 90s. Like, And at the start, there's like a montage of all the shit that's like horrible at the 90s. Like you see a bunch of people on cell phones and ignoring people. There's like gang violence, lots of stuff. It's not the start to a, and it's like got this like sort of like, grungy alternative music going on as well it's like this is the Brady Bunch movie and then they sort of you sort of turn a corner and you go to the to like to the Brady Bunch house and like they're all <laughs> singing like the monkeys and stuff like that it's um, the original WandaVision 
Yeah, I get. I've never seen that, but I guess um, Gary Cole is amazing as the dad. Gary Cole. Gary Cole wins the nineties. I think most of the day. He's yeah. so good. He's he very com- underrated. He commits, and the, he commits to this and uh, to this to this role so well. Um, Shelley Long plays a mum. She's actually probably a little bit absent of this. Like she's she's uh, no, she wasn't really needed. <laughs> By far, the best person in this movie is the actor that plays Jan. Because she's the one that says Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. But there's these bits where she gets... <laughs> there's people talking in her head. And she looks like a goddamn serial killer. <laughs> and she's and they really play it up. She's like, she looks like a psycho. Um, there's a really funny bit uh, where she goes see the guidance counselor played by RuPaul. Nice. Um, where she's basically... Um, she tells her to, to be her own person and not worry about being... Um, and she's like, um, uh, you probably have two voices going on in your head sometimes. And then like, she's like, no, I don't. And then like, he just cuts to her like, yes, you do. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> and, remember this. And then yeah. towards the end of the movie, there's a third voice, which sounds like Reagan from The Exorcist. And she's like, I got to turn my head around. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like, there's, it's really understated Weird. comedic, um, like dark comedic acting going on. Um and look, it's on stand. I think a lot of people will go like, nah, it's not for me. And like, it takes you a while to get into it. But there's some really, really funny, um, like, uh, double entendre type sort of stuff going on. There's this really weird thing where like, because basically what happens is um, their next door neighbor, um, <laughs> played by, uh, what's his name from um, Spinal Sap? Uh, Michael McLean. Yes. He wants to. He wants them to move because they 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 want to put a mini mall on that block, and they're the, they're the last family sort of um holding out. They need to get twenty thousand dollars because they haven't paid their taxes or something like that. So all the kids are like trying to work out ways to 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 make money, and one one of the kids is becoming like a know, like a neighborhood watch. He's looking for rewards and stuff like that. So like apparently his office supplies are missing from the school. And the next scene is he's got the bus driver up against this female bus driver up against the bus and says, I believe he's like, you're stealing supplies. And she says, no, I'm not. And he's like, spread your legs. And then like all the office supplies just drop out onto the floor. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And he's like, uh, and he says like, oh boy, you must have really strong thighs. And she just sort of gives a look to the camera. And I'm like, what is this? God. Um, so there's a lot of stuff like that, and it's just it's um oh uh they one uh boy describes Marsha Brady as harder to get into than a Pearl Jam concert. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, is that was that I guess that was hard at the time. I'm sh- I was like I'm like you just buy a ticket. I'm pretty sure they're not like selling out. No, nah, I remember that Melbourne show where people like climbed over the fence and like not down and buried. Maybe because of, maybe because of what they weren't doing Ticketmaster, so maybe like it was hard. They were hard to get yeah. into, but yeah. Well, good for you, Marsha Brady. Yeah. Say no to boys. <laughs> and like, yeah, she's it's like some guy tries to kiss her, and he's like, she's like, that's third base. Marsha Brady doesn't do third base. We Brady's we Brady's to sit up for it, stand up for ourselves, and yeah. There's a lot that look. It's so weird. There's like a there's a a girl that's obsessed with Marsha, that like a, like a lesbian. Um, thing and they they kind of make her a little bit predatory at times because they're having a oh. uh, they're having a sleepover in the same bed and then Marsha's like is that your hand but they also give this girl like 
another girl at the end of the movie. So they, they have their own okay. couple. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah, look, everyone should watch it at least once. It's so fucking stupid, but like, I, I think it's, 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 um, I still think, I think it's one of the, one of the, and look, maybe I was just, I had really low expectations and as you it would. worked out, but yeah. As I did for our next one that we're going to talk about, the final movie, which is uh, one Billy Madison, which we both watched. I did. I watched it. And I want to know what your thoughts are on this. I didn't laugh as much as I used to. It's still funny. I don't know if it's a case of overwatching it. Um, when you were a kid? Yeah. yeah well, like, not even when I was a kid, like for for quite a while. <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew, like I hadn't watched this movie for like, say like 10 years and I still knew everything that was going to come up on the screen. Like yeah. I, I remember this movie like the back of my hand. It was ridiculous. Yep. Um, even like most of the lines, like you know yeah. what's coming. <laughs> His dance down the, sk- the stairs is amazing. Like that's so fucking funny. Like, there's the obscure bits in this movie, like the penguin um, uh, like the whole wrestling thing um, with that guy. Um, a lot of Bradley Whitford's performance, yeah. Mostly Bradley Whitford is yeah. the hero of it now. Um, like I was liking him more and more as I would watch it growing up. Yeah. But now watching it, like he's the best thing about it. Adam Sandler <laughs> is funny and he has good moments. Yeah. But it's he's a bit much sometimes. Oh, he's a, yeah. He's, like he's, he's like, got too much freedom. He's like every '90s comedian that came out. So like even Jim Carrey and stuff like it's like it's like Jim Carrey in the mask. It's like yeah. I get what you're doing, but it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, turn, um, turn it down. Creative freedom is should not be this free. Um, I did like some some of the uh, the trivia behind this on IMDb. Like apparently he like he threw the ball as hard as he could as the kids when they're doing dodgeball. Yeah, <laughs> like a monster. Yeah. Um, the guy who plays Carl apparently had, didn't like Billy Billy Madison. I didn't didn't like Adam Sandler. Um, had a big falling out with him. I I can see that because he looks like a professional sort of guy. Like he's been around a long time. Yeah, he's and like, you don't like he, he's in comedy stuff. He's in Friends and stuff. I think he's the guy. He's the guy that plays um, Kramer in the pilot yeah. for Seinfeld. Yeah, I think he's like the maintenance man or the landlord in Friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's done like funny stuff, but I think obviously Adam Sandler is a complete goofball and just probably <laughs> jerks around all the time. And um, he's not into it. Apparently, Bradley Whitford has never watched it, but then like people come up to him and like say business ethics, yeah. to him, and probably um, yell about his balls all the yeah. time. <laughs> probably says like you got weird balls. <laughs> That's like sometimes I, I, it's so juvenile. But that bit where he like where Bradley Whitford they're having a race at the end, and he's like, "Yeah, I was all state champ," and then Billy Madison just pushes him over. <laughs> Amazing. His line about the Triscuit crackers as well. Oh man, the delicious Triscuit crackers. Yeah, it's it's so good. And um, there's another bit. I think it's the the only funny moment the dad does. Um, they're arguing about like having this little game thing to see who wins the company. Yeah, and he's like, "He's saying that your staff are more important. Your staff aren't more important than this game." Yeah, and she goes, "No," and walks away. <laughs> like so deadpan. It's like, oh, no. I. They almost made me laugh, old man. Um, I, I always, I always laugh at the bit because he's he looks out the window. His dad does. He's like, "Oh, Billy boy, oh, when are you going to find what you're looking for?" And the next, it cuts to, "Here's a nice piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> 
Did it not like you complained about Wayne's World just feeling like skit after skit? This is very much the same. If you break uh, it down, it's a lot of like. I found this. I found this way more. Uh, I found the, the narrative way more better, like um, flowing here. Did like the score it, annoy you though? The score annoyed me. Um, it sounds like a kids like a Disney film. Yeah, it's like they um, they used a temp track and they're like, no, no, just leave it in there. Um, like the weird teacher, his weird reception teacher who puts glue on her face. Yeah. Like she was amazing in this. Like. Yeah, she, Miss Lippy's very, very strange. I like it. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that he has a party for every time that he, like, passes a grade. Um, I didn't see, like... I was trying to look through, like, the kid that he's friends with, the, like, in... The little glasses kid? Yeah. Like, he's not even featured on... I couldn't find him on IMDb. It's like, did he oh. just... <laughs> he's yeah. really good. Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, Chris Farley's great in that. Um, apparently... <laughs> do you see that thing about him drinking espresso? Yeah. So, and I'm like, maybe like a cautionary tale here. Yeah. But apparently to like keep him like red and like, uh, just like... Just wired. Just wired. <laughs> he would just like shotgun espresso coffee beforehand. And you can see it like there's that scene on the bus where he's like... And I like how the, the female teacher's just looking at him like, what the fuck? I, f- I feel like you shouldn't need that to just no. be jittery and yelling. No, I mean, I, f- I feel bad enough about... After like if I have too much coffee, I can't even imagine like then like pushing myself to be like angry at the same time would just be like oh your heart would just be gone um, nuts. I also want to give a mention to Norm McDonald because I'm not a huge fan of him. No, um, I like his show, but I I love him so much in this. I just his voice. He's yeah. just so dry and sleepy all the time. His other friend too was pretty funny. Um, we were talking yesterday about the pit where he's just spraying a kid with a hose in the grass <laughs> like it's like what who are i don't even know you what are you doing <laughs> that's his only good moment everything else that guy does is not oh it's crazy he's like a he's like a, a dime store jim belushi but yeah like um yeah that bit is just and that's just, that's the thing like that obscure shit that, that that happens is like who would who would thought up like oh hey you should just like spray a kid in the face of the hose <laughs> I've got another note. I don't know what it is now. Billy's friends on the field trip. I don't know. Why oh, they eat the lunches. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like how, apparently they're, they're friends with the bus driver, and they all hook up to eat the lunches. Yeah. How and why were they there? Oh, like they're living at his mansion, and then suddenly, yeah, they're on the bus eating lunches. It's weird. Like it's, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I like that it wasn't just when they say like who would eat thirty kids' lunches. I like that it's not just Chris Farley. Yeah. Uh, so it, we, it, uh, it's good. What's your favorite for the month? I think Billy, yeah. but by a whisker. Like there's still a lot of inappropriate. Like I didn't, I didn't pull in as much as I should have. I think they use the R word a couple of times. They do. Um, the whole female representation is not ideal. Um, there's some slightly homophobic jokes in there. Yeah, I think some of it's maybe trying to be positive, but it's still like. Mm. Um, and I really hate it when they throw the pickles against the window and then suddenly it's a race. But who, how do you win? They weren't even in line to begin with. I don't, I don't know. That bit annoys me. We're now, because we don't with the Jim Carrey movies, like obviously we start rough with Ace Ventura, but we really like Dumb and Dumber. It'd be interesting to chart our Sandler. Because I know, I remember hating Little Nicky. Yeah, same. But I, but I remember, but now I'm like, maybe if I watch it again now. That's because he's so different in it though. Yeah. And I've, you know what? I've never, ever seen The Waterboy. Oh my God. Yeah. You know how often I quote that film? 
Um, people's like people used to say all the time, "Was like, oh, that's high quality HBO." And I'm like, that sounds like an annoying film. I'm not gonna watch it. You know, it's very dangerous for Laura to ever say, "Do you remember in our house?" Because I'm I'm gonna throw Waterboy out every single time. All right, okay, but we'll get there. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's good. I I have to. Well, I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna have to go Shallow Grave because I was gonna oh. say. Um, for a while there, the Brady's were up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shelley Grave was just it, could, it, it. You know, any any film that makes me nearly wait late for work is going to be going to be decent. So, um, the American box office uh, for February nineteen ninety five, the final standings: top five Brady Bunch movie, Legends of the Fall, Just Cause, and then I'm assuming I did say Boys Madison, but I think it's Boys on the Side then Billy Madison. Oh. Um, for the Australian not box office, and I was going to keep this a secret, but because I, I, I was like, oh, I can't believe this, this is a thing. Oh, but that um, you didn't. Oh, you didn't read the fact sheet. No, I awesome, can't. cool. All right, cool. <laughs> so for two weeks at the Australian box office, Bodyguard. No, it was a film from last year, late last year. I don't remember last year. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen's in movies. Terminal Velocity. Oh. Two weeks at the top of the Australian box office. How? Nothing else out there. Maybe he was in the news for something, and everyone was like, "Oh, Charlie Sheen, he's at the cinema. Let's go." <laughs> he's got tiger blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we had Nell, and also Stargate to round off uh, oh, um, February. But yeah, Terminal Velocity for two weeks. What's wrong with Australians? Fuck <sighs> knows, man. Uh, so let's go on to TV. Now, there was not a lot on. Um, I do remember the show called Fire that was on Channel 7. Like It was like this um, uh, miniseries. Um, but yeah, apart from that, there's no real other... Um... There is one thing I have to mention because we didn't mention it in January. Yeah. Um, there's this somewhat apparently good show called Bottom that came out of England. Yes, yeah. So it's, this was an oversight on, on, on January. Uh, the final season of Bottom that they would do, um, sadly ever... Uh, was well, there was live shows. There was live shows off that, yeah. But so, it did air across January and February, so we're allowed to mention it now. Yeah. Um. Look, season three could easily be the best season two. It's got possibly my favorite episode of all time, where they um there's riots going on outside and they they steal a a camera, um like a, a news oh, camera, yeah. yeah. And they there's a video inside it, um. Where it shows like the prime minister <laughs> doing his sex act, and some like their their um their commentary on what he's doing is probably some of the best comedy uh, I've ever seen. It's amazing if if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, now because your your partner's quite uh, quite keen. She is. Um, she's a she's a bit English. Her parents are English. essentially <laughs> Richie and Eddie. Most of the time. <laughs> I don't know if you've met them, but... Um, oh, no. <laughs> basically, Eddie and Richie. Um, I'm trying to work out which one is which. <laughs> her, oh, it does switch occasionally, but mostly her dad is Eddie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, so, yeah, season three, oh, man, it's, it's, it's some really, really, really good stuff. I believe it opens with... Um, the the fairground one with the fair in the, in the, the on the, on the, the first wheel and that's like it's at its best when um when they're 
playing off each other and just describing events that's happened like you know like when they when they were sort of going through what they'd done that day um i don't know like i they... do need to get a clip up on instagram that laura's obsessed with when richie yells about getting changed um oh his the... fear of him seeing his nipples oh yeah <laughs> you have a common decency to go out and get yourself a proper job and not hang around the flat all day like some vast slug I would have the opportunity to take my top off and wash it without the risk of you seeing my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, look, it's... it's and some... the Halloween one. Oh, Halloween. It's... And is, is this the one where... Richard he... keeps shitting his pants, basically, and he just goes through all these tights. And, like, they really... Yeah, there's one where they... Um, there's a Christmas one in there, too. Um... And this is the one where he falls down the stairs? Yes. Yes. I've also seen that many, many times. <laughs> There's a bit where he falls down the stairs, falls into um, the toilet, and then breaks. And then I don't think he breaks his leg, but he just that falls comes into the later. Toilet. I think that's nah, earlier. Okay. Earlier, okay. yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, look, bottom definitely one of the best uh, shows. It, it has its funny moments. So I will give it some credit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's one that um, I don't put on very often, but when I do, I just got. Piss myself laughing. Uh, we're, we're pretty big SNL fans. Um, Bob, New- Bob Newhart <laughs> was the special guest host for one of them, which would have been interesting. Yeah. Uh, with Desiree as the um, the music guest, we had uh, Dylan Sanders, who I believe was a football player, football player and baseball player. You may recall from last year when he tried to play yes. sports in one day. Yes. Uh, bon Jovi. Uh, was the musical guest for that? And they then, only do one job. They're not legends. <laughs> and then the Clune, um, who I'm assuming is on there for the ERness of it all, probably. Um, and then the Cranberries were the musical guests, which um, I'm sure we'll chuck a something from them. Maybe. Um, now, each week we do a segment called "We Didn't Guess the Name," where we go through every guest that was on the late night with Conan O'Brien show Oof. in February. Uh, we do it to the tune. Oh, we didn't start the fire. Um, so yeah, uh, let's let's get into it. I'm gonna get my um, trusty stopwatch up because just a disclaimer, I, I have a little bit of glare here. Okay, so no, I haven't also pre-read these like last week. This is that's when it's best. Uh, hopefully, they're easier names this time. No offense. Are you ready? I guess so. Three, two, one, go. Chi McBride, Forrest Sawyer, Sam Neil, Amber Smith, Corbin Burton, Jerky Boys, Chuck Norris. <laughs> Peter Arnott, Chris Christopherson, Jack Ford, Bridget Wilson, Sporting Gray, and Kurt Loder, Ellen Clegg, and Kevin Pollock, Frederick, Adam Sandler, Ed as a Steve Young, and Van Dela, and Paul Azan, Robert Wool, Scott Thompson, Ron Silver, Vicky Cobb, Dion Sanders, Matt Lawyer, Renna Lee Vargas, Rudy Giuliano, Jennifer Anderson, Kevin Nealon, and Chara, Reggie Miller, Rich Hall, and Bill Mayer, Eddie Griffin, Tom Brokaw, Norm MacDonald, Angie Everhart, Ooh. Michael Merkin, Regina Taylor, Daniel Baldwin, Robert Stack, Harvey Firestand, Beverly Johnson. Oh, that's it. Oh, 45 seconds. There you go. Oh, that was a good one. Those were easy. Oh, man. I even knew most of those people. <clears throat> oh, that was a good one. Some good guests there, too. Yeah, that's a, that a good uh, that's a, a good month. We also had uh, My Old Power's Letters to Cleo. And uh, ah, let us clear, clear come up uh, later in the year. Uh, um, that's yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's I'm going to mention musically. Joe Morello, 
I don't know. He might Tom, be related to Tom. Tom's brother. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah All right. Still, still pretty weak musically. Well, in it'll, your, it'll build. In your opinion. <laughs> There's probably a bunch there. I'm like, oh, cool. I mean, at the time. Uh, let's go on to music. So in the Irish charts, uh, Zombie from the Canberry Cranberries was still going strong, um, which makes sense because that's probably why it was drummed into my skull. Um, we also then uh, it got knocked off though by um, this song. So you start like, you know, people can say that like, you know, when they think of the 90s, they think of grunge. Mm. Stuff like that is when I think of the 90s because that's the shit yeah. that was like around us like, and that's the stuff that was, that we were like, if you're at a, you know, school disco, that shit's on all the time. It's just like. Probably that. got played twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like, we're gonna, gonna sever enough now. We do another night by the Rubble Kai again. <laughs> Hold your loved one close to you. I was wondering that we went and saw sierra farrell last week i don't know who that is um like a country-esque lady <laughs> um pretty good and okay. her top rated spotify song she played towards the end but not at the end oh and in her spotify like her fourth or fifth song that's top rated Oop. is the same song but a different version hang on <laughs> i was wondering yeah her so her first song is really really good on spotify yeah and then later down on her list is a song again but a different version. But it's the same song. <laughs> and I was wondering, like, standing there, I always said to Laura, like, is she going to do it again? Because <laughs> this song's really, really good. And she's played it, and it's we've still got, like, half an hour left. Is she, she going to do it again? And here's the radio edit of my... <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind if she did. Did she do it again? No, she did not. Fuck, that would be amazing. Yeah. I've been? seen, like, I haven't seen a... Well, I, no, I have heard of when those... um, I believe Shaggy used to do it. You know when like, they... In the late 2000s, like 18, 17s, like they'd have those big groups of like, you'd be like Aqua, Shaggy, Backstreet Boys, all yeah. them together. It's like, it was like the 90s tour. Yep. Um, and then I think a lot of them played their song twice because mm. they had nothing else. And yeah. it was like, oh, here's like the B side from that. It's like, no, we don't fucking hear that. I mean, you play it early on to get them in. Yeah. And then you got to play it at the end because you're going to finish on a high. Just, it just, yeah. Um, that's one that you heard um, come up before. Was uh, so Madonna came out with "Take a Bow," which I've never heard before. No, I didn't put Madonna on my list. Whoops. This is now this is for um, the Billboard chart. Oh. People were buying this. This stayed up in the Billboard charts for quite some time, mm. uh, taking over from TLC's "Creep." So. Yeah. Um, so going on to the releases. Um, look, there's, there's a lot. So <laughs> um, I can tell you what I didn't listen to, which is Shania Twain. Um, Why that, not? Was, that was quite. Uh, it's quite the honky tonk country, and I was. Who's bear have your boots? <laughs> Straight to it. We. Um, it's great. We. Uh, I was. I was listening to it while me and my son were. Um, playing playstation and that came on like i thought like 
he sat on my phone. I was like, <laughs> I was like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> um, so I was going to go, like, I, I was very impressed with Slasher Snake Pit. Like, oh. um, not like, you know, it wasn't great, but like, it was just, it was, what from that, and I don't know um, what the songwriting process is, but like, I can only assume that he was writing everything in Guns N' Roses too, because like, a lot of these basically sound like Guns N' Roses songs yeah. without Axel on them. Uh, with a better axle sort of thing. So, um, and there was, I think it was um, Beggars and Hangers On. Like, that's actually not a bad track. Um, I skipped when Slash was coming on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we had quite a lot of punk uh, this this time around. So, just going through, we got uh, News for a Name uh, came out with um, that, the album that I will probably, it's called Let's Shake Let's Shake on Khan, I assume. Um, so this is a real, like I've said before, No Use for a Name was a band that I dismissed. I hated um, growing up and, and being in punk. I think they were too poppy for me. I can love them now. And yeah. we'll never get any more because the league's thing unfortunately passed away. Um, we had uh, Face to Face um, with um, their first album. Um, not too bad. Really like the, uh, a couple coming up. We also had um, a band called Wax. I think they got some sort of correlation with Jackass. I'm not sure. I think like they might have a member. Uh, oh yeah, know? I think the um, you know the the guy that is always the referee. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure he might be in Wax. You know, I was listening to this playlist this morning, mm. and Laura's in the car, and Wax came on, and I went, "Is that your kind of band?" And she said, "You don't listen to my music to know what music I like." <laughs> And I was quite offended because I thought it might have been somewhere in her ballpark. And she said it's not. But I feel now you've said that, hmm. I feel like it should be. Well, we also had, um, so they've been in the news a lot lately. Uh, so Blink-22 came out with their first album um, named Cheshire Cat. <sighs> Look, I have mixed feelings about Blink-22. <laughs> I'm not going to get involved. Um, Blink-22, um, I remember, uh, you know, Everyone loved them, and they were they were easy to play and fun to play, like in bands. Like we used to cover their songs quite a lot, and I was I was pretty big on them. Um, I stopped listening to them, I think, when Travis came around. Um, not for any other reason except for like maybe I just like done my dash with them. They were like pretty much the Billy Madison of the punk scene. Um, you just yeah. sort of, you just get grow out of it after a while. Uh, and just I've, a bit much. Yeah, and like I don't I, look. It's easy for me to say, like, with with this current um, crop of uh, '90s bands coming back and and doing tours, that's like, oh, it's a cash grab and all that stuff. It's like, you know, if you want to go see them, fucking whatever, I don't care. If you can get a ticket, good luck. <laughs> but I I don't know. I think we should also not take away from the fact that if you saw Blink One Eight Two in the '90s, remember what they sounded like. They're not great live. <laughs> They're pretty bad live. Tom's a pretty good bad guitarist live. That's what punk is, man. No. It's not about being good. That's just, it's just, it's being bad at what you do. Um, so I'm sure they're better now. I think I saw some live stuff with them and Matt Skiba, which sounded like really, really good. So I'm, I'm sure it's a lot better now. But like, yeah, back in the day, they were not a good live band. Um, having said that, so um, yeah, Eminem's is obviously the best, uh, the big the big single from this one. Um, I really like a song, I um, really like a song called Strings and Cacophony on there. Um, but yeah, and like the, at the end of it, they do um, it's like this long extended bonus track of them basically just quoting the movie uh, Airplane. Oh, um, and they do that on um, Do Branch as well. Like they found they they found themselves very funny, and maybe that's half their problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hate it when people think they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, snow came out with another one. <laughs> no, we, we don't do snow anymore. And um, what did you, what did you like? Not enough, to be no. honest. Um, Shania Twain, like I've got nothing against it. It was, I'm, I'm not really going to skip it. Um, if you listen to her and not Jewel, I'll be very upset. Oh no, Jewel was a highlight. Jewel's great. Jewel is fantastic. I can't not think about our friend. Um, I don't know if you know. Let's let's just go with Dean. Um, <laughs> is a very big fan. And it's someone you'd least expect to be a fan. And then I found out he's also a fan of the Saturdays. It's a very diverse man, apparently. Okay. <laughs> um, but I just I always get a picture of him going to a Jewel concert, and it makes me giggle. But there's nothing wrong with it because she's very, very good. So yeah, why why would you not go? I'm sad I didn't go. Um, yeah, I remember I had to learn a Jewel song. I think it was um, "You Were Meant for Me" for a wedding, and um, yes, yeah, it was fun. It was it was. Uh, it's, it's a fun song to play um, She's very very calming um, Is I really like the the Jayhawks as well Like they, 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 Their album's really good uh, We also had um, You and I um, Look yeah. With You and I, I I definitely like their singles a lot I was trying to listen to the whole album I'm like yeah, I don't think I like that enough um, Extreme also had an album out But More Than Words wasn't on it <laughs> <laughs> We had um, Mike Watt came out with an album um, And the reason I put this on is because uh, Our uh, Eddie Vedder does a guest vocal on Against the 70s And also um, him, I believe Is it Pat Smear, Dave Grohl, him and Mike Watt Played Big Train on Letterman? Probably Yeah um, Because the So when this went out on tour I don't think it would be out on tour yet Yeah um, So we'll get to that But he had them as opening acts yeah we'll, we'll get to that when it comes okay, unless it's yeah. already here um but yeah big train was the one that was on um... you'd look through the the people he had on this album no the list is too long for me to actually read everyone out <laughs> i also don't know a lot of them but um just quickly some he's got the meat puppets both of them yeah uh dave Grohl, obviously eddie vetter's on there van dando's on here frank black is on here um henry rollins thurston moore uh, Flea for some reason <clears throat> Pat Smear obviously Kathleen Hanna's on it He's just got the who's who Of like yeah. the 90s music scene Yeah he's everywhere Like he's he's always like I mean if you look at his um, uh, Wiki page like, There's just so much stuff he's on and Or, or produced or guest appearance on Or anything It's just yeah It's 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 full on So um, yeah definitely give uh, give that one a go uh, I want to still. I want to um, give a little bit of a nod to Tracy Lords, who was an adult film star, but then released this album. And apparently, a lot of the albums about her not so good experiences within the adult industry. So yeah. um, a lot of the, the albums, were, uh, a lot of the songs are actually quite depressing. Um, but they sort of got overshadowed by the fact that it's like it is dance music sort of thing. And she didn't get like a, a really good. Uh, I think a lot of people just like overlooked her because of her past, but. Um, as far as dance music goes and EDM goes, it's actually really good. So, I was curious. I was going to like try and find some of the lyrics and have a look because I assumed yep. that there would have been, you know, a yep. bit going on. Uh, so, one thing. Cause I, so, this this uh, season we've been going on about uh, at the end of the, the at the end of the episodes we've done favorite movie, favorite uh, album, and we also added a favorite song. And last last month, I did the favorite song was part of my favorite album was Team Dretch. This time is is kind of what I was looking at with like sometimes there's 
albums I really like, there's sometimes it's like one song on an album. And for this one, it would be Down by the Water by B.J. Harvey because I, I really liked mm. that song. I tried to listen to the whole album. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know that I can do a whole album of P.J. Harvey. I think it's... Um... I mean, she's basically a better version of Nick Cave though. So <laughs> she's, she is good. Like I... Same, I tried to listen to the album. I liked it, but I never really loved it. But Oh, man, but Down by the Water is just like... It's just so good. It just got recently used in Yellow Jackets. Um, I remember like uh, uh. right in the first episode, and it's like it's so well done. It's one of those, it's one of those songs again. Where it's like I can't believe it has not been used more. Yeah, um, and maybe she's just like you know she's a bit picky about who uses it. I like to think that Slow Dive were used in a lot of film soundtracks because <laughs> they are not what I enjoyed last time they were around. This was the ultimate, just not shoegazing. This is staring at the floor. Yeah, waiting for the end. It's like I liked it. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> Bleak. Yeah, it's a little bit Black Hawk Down. I've never seen that movie. Oh, yeah, it's all right. Um, my this is the thing. So my pick for best album is actually tricky. Oh, I really liked it. Like, um, and I don't know much about him. I was like, it was one of those ones where I was like. I think I might sort of look into his past before I say it's my favorite, just to make sure that he has not and not another snow. He's got he's got a he's got a lot of um like yeah he's he's got a storied history, but yeah he's he's uh he's he's basically like a um a producer and and DJ in in England. Um, this was his first album. Um, he does he used uh um Portishead as one of his uh, songs. I believe it's. So they use uh, Glory Box as the, um, uh, the sample yeah. for that. I did hear that. That was um, yeah. This one's um, look. I don't really like a lot of stuff, but like I know we're getting into this this time of um, you know Chemical Brothers and like um, Tricky and uh, even like sort of Beastie Boys and um, Fat Boy Slim, Moby, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that like at the time, again, like kind of like with hip hop, I was like I was actually kind of really into. It. I really liked Moby and I really liked. Um, especially that boy Slim, I thought like it's really really good music because like I've said it before, like at heart I'm a pop, I like pop. Yeah, I mean um, it's, it's poppy. How do you not? Yeah, um, but like you know, being in that sort of band punk scene sort of thing, like it was not something that I I was like <laughs> like out and out and proud about sort of thing. But yeah, <laughs> um, I wonder whether this is gonna be my next sort of thing because I know at the start of this this um, series we did like I was really into like the early '90s hip hop sort of thing. I don't know whether yeah, it's more the because um, that's sort of getting into the gangster rap stuff now, which I'm not as big a fan of. Um, not yet, you're not. Give but time. yeah, the, this 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 sort of like um, I don't know what you call it, like yeah, I suppose sampled music sort of thing. Like I, I kind of I kind of dig it, um, and I like the sort of I like the like I really like Beck who sort of does both of it, so like sort of live music and samples over the top. Um, garbage will come up soon, and like oh yeah, have we not already had some garbage? No, okay. Debut album comes out soon, so okay. Yeah, so um, yeah, for for this one, um, I'm I'm going down by the water by Peter Harvey as my um song, and for my album, it's going to be uh tricky um black steel, I believe it's called. Um, no, no, uh, Max and Quay, <laughs> Max and Quay. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Why'd you I, make an Alan Partridge face when Max you said Quay. it? <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you don't like it as much anymore. Like, oh. hmm. No, not going to call. Not going to call that. Seriously, it's going to say tricky, self-titled. <laughs> uh, my album is is Ball Hug or Tugboat. Oh yeah, cool. Um, we should play a bit of Mike Watt just before. You, you, you tell me why, and I'll find some. I'll, I'll get some more. It's not the strongest album on here, but nothing is particularly strong. But from the two or three songs I was obsessed with when I found this as a child, because mm. you're like nuts about Pearl Jam, nuts about Foo Fighters, and then they come together, and this guy's voice is pretty good. Yeah, and that bass is amazing. <laughs> the line's a bit weird, but you he's know. he's um he was a bass player in the Minutemen, which is like one of the sort of early punk bands like they did they're the ones that do um the jackass thing oh yeah so yeah um i also found out today what ball hog or tugboat means what's that um mike explained is are you going to be the tugboat which helps boats dock in a rough and surf safely or are you going to be or are you going to be like some glory hound who shoots the fucking ball every time you get it hmm there you go there you go. Weird. That's, that's a nice. <laughs> I used another nautical metaphor, but okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're a tugboat, or you're going to be a ship. <laughs> it carries yeah. everyone by themselves. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and your Big song? Train and Against the 70s are just, they're the best songs. And the people that he has on the album just lift it up. Yeah. Um, my song. So I was listening to this playlist on the way here, and I was weighing up a few songs. Okay. And then I drove past a bus stop. And it's raining outside and there was this couple and one half of the couple was just nestled into the other's side and they had their arms around each other and Jewel You Were Meant For Me was playing. (laughs) And I went, oh, this is my song. What a little moment. It was very sweet. And like, it was between that and um, Who Will Save Your Soul. But this is the better song. It has to be the better song. Play us out, Jewel. Um, so... Because it's... It just all fits so nicely. It's like Lisa Loeb all over again. So yours is uh, Billy Madison, Jewel, and uh, Mike Watt? Correct. You've got Shallow Grave, Tricky, and PJ Harvey? Yep. And to end with Jewel... Yeah. Um, we need some Powderfinger news. (gasps) Cool. Powderfinger news. Let's do it to the let's do it while Jules playing. <laughs> so last month I uh, made fun of Powderfinger not being on Big Day Out. Yes, right. They, so you were right to do it. I was, but they were touring at the time, and on February twenty fifth they played Adelaide Unibar. Ah, <laughs> maybe fire the manager that was doing a national tour while the Big Day Out was fucking <laughs> on, <laughs> or was that their middle finger to the Big Day Out? Maybe we made we'll do our own tour. That was the Big Powder, Day Big Day finger Powderfinger Big Finger Day. <laughs> Finger day. Finger day. Finger bang bang. <laughs> um, all right, so that is February 1995, done and dusted. Better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Shh, Jill. <laughs> turn Jill down. Um, Don't you ever turn Jill down. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, get in touch with us, uh, uh, living the past at gmail. Living the past pod at gmail.com. Double day to get in touch with us. <laughs> double day, double day. <laughs> <laughs> tell, us, tell us what your favorite Jill song is. Um, 
And if you want to check out our Instagram, obviously got some stuff that's coming up here from this episode. Pew, pew, uh, pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so also we've got another podcast called uh, Do You Think I'm Spooky where we go through a couple of episodes of the uh, X-Files every episode. So check that out. Um, and yeah. And just always remember that you were meant for us and we were meant for you. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Living in the Past. Music by Antigold. Check out his stuff at antigold.bandcamp.com. Artwork by Carly Kagenvin. Check out her stuff at carlykagenvin.design on Instagram. Or email her, carlykagenvin at hotmail.com. Do you like the X-Files? Check out our other podcast, Do You Think I'm Spooky? Available on all podcast platforms. Like what you're hearing? Give us a five-star review and a comment on Apple, Spotify, or Chartable. Stay cozy, look back, and relax. We'll see you later.